0: coffee people, Joel here. Welcome to season one, episode four of the craft your own coffee podcast. This is a podcast for all you coffee drinkers out there who want to hone your own craft of making and drinking delicious coffee at home. And it's coming at you from a fellow coffee lover, which is me. Thanks for joining us again. Before we jump into this week's episode, I want to start off a little bit differently than previous episodes. And I want to ask you guys a question. It's a question I've been asking myself recently. How am I growing? Or Am I growing? Have you ever stopped and asked yourself that question or sort of tried to search that out? Well, like I said, I've been reflecting on this recently, and actually doing this podcast is really teaching me quite a bit. Um, And I'll give you a quick example. A couple months ago, I was talking about this podcast and kind of like when do I launch it, and a little bit nervous and thinking about um, putting myself out there in a podcast format. And I was talking to my good buddy Austin, um, who I go to church with, and we're in a life group together. And he really challenged me and encouraged me to be okay with putting something out there that's not perfect and then learning from it and adapting from it. And that is a, that is a challenge for me. It's hard for me personally to impre- embrace imperfection. And that's definitely what I'm learning. Um, and as an example, this is a little bit uh, embarrassing, but that preview episode that many of you have listened to, I recorded that episode seven or eight different times and maybe even more than that. And then the first episode that I put out, I recorded and re-recorded like three or four different times. Uh, My goal is to get to just like one take and so that you can hear all my ums and ahs and all the imperfection. Um, But that is something that I'm working on that this podcast kind of unexpectedly has been teaching me. So thanks, Austin. Shout out to Austin Webster, you the man. And uh, shout out to podcasting uh, for teaching me and helping me grow. So. Um, Hey, it's been great hearing your feedback and your questions and some ideas that you've had through social media and over the past couple weeks. And I have been recently made aware from you guys that the voice messages link is not working. So I'm trying to fix that. And also I found out the links that I put in my show notes for the past couple weeks didn't work either at first. Thankfully I was able to fix that. So speaking of imperfection, yep, just working on it. All right, fun news. Next week, we are doing a Q&A episode, and I'm really excited about it. I've got an expert and a guy that I've gotten to know recently from the coffee industry. He owns a coffee shop here in the Atlanta area. He's joining the show, and so I'm able to pull in what you guys have sent me already, and you'll get to know him and his company a little bit, and he'll answer our questions. I'm really excited about it. So that's next week. And today, we are rounding out the fifth of my top five variables to pay attention to, in your home coffee-making journey, which is weighing or measuring your coffee. And today, surprise, I've got a guest listener with me. It's my wife, Katie. Hi. Katie is awesome. We've been married for 12 years. We are currently sitting in our uh, walk-in closet in our master bedroom. (laughs)
1: Like a sweat lodge.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All our kids are in bed, and we're talking coffee. Katie, introduce yourself.
1: Hi, guys.
0: That's Katie. That's my wife. <laughs> Katie's a coffee lover. <laughs> All right. So you'll hear from her in a little bit as well. So, hey, a couple months ago when I was uh, putting the show together, I put a uh, Facebook post up and just asked a random question to the people that I follow on Facebook um, about what, what they might want to hear from a coffee podcast if I were to get courageous and actually launch one. And I got a comment from a family member of mine. It's actually Katie's cousin's husband. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Ian. Ian's awesome. And Ian's a coffee guy. And Ian made a comment that I thought was pretty funny. And he said, how do I make a pour over without being the kind of person who weighs the water they pour? (laughs) Which I thought was really funny. And it's probably a really common sentiment for the everyday coffee drinker. Um, And he was talking about weighing water. But I, I think what he's really saying is weighing out ingredients seems like maybe too hardcore or too over the top or too nerdy. Too hipster, maybe? Not sure. Um, so, Katie, what did, what did you think when I told you years ago that I wanted to start weighing out coffee and weighing out water? Did you think I was weird, nerdy, hipster?
1: Yeah, it sounded complicated or too time-consuming because I was still doing cake um, cups at the time. So um, I thought, hey, if this is going to be your thing, knock yourself out. But it just sounded like it would be hard.
0: Yeah. And I think that's what a lot of people think as well. It seems a little too over the top. And I know Ian was talking about weighing water, but I'm going to broaden that question of his that might be a question of yours today to a case for treating your coffee like any other recipe that you would use in your house. And I'm actually going to try to convince you that Measuring out coffee is not just for hipsters and nerds like myself, maybe, and I actually think it's the most important thing for people that are just starting to develop their coffee craft, to start learning to weigh and measure their coffee. So in this episode, I'll promise I'll try not to get too deep, and Katie, you can help me make sure I'm not going too deep, but you'll have to stay with me a little bit as well. So question, why do people follow recipes in general? So, full disclosure, I am a recipe follower. Oh, yeah. And read rule follower. Do you agree, babe?
1: Yes, wholeheartedly.
0: <laughs> so, do you remember when we first started dating in college and you realized that about me?
1: Yes, I'll never forget. We were new, newly dating and you came over to my apartment in college. And I was in the living room with my roommate and you were sweet and made me brownies. And partway through your process, you said, hey, babe, I, well, you weren't calling me babe at the time. Hey, Katie, I've stirred it 50 times, like the box said, and it still isn't mixed. What should I do? And my jaw probably dropped because I would never consider actually counting out 50 stirs. But those who follow our recipe (laughs) did it and wondered what should do next.
0: So... Truth be told, I thought I lost you in that moment. (laughs) I was like, "Shoot, she found out I'm a nerd." Did my
1: face give it away?
0: It might have, but thankfully you stuck with me. So, I am a rule follower and a recipe follower, kind of by nature. Uh, But in general, with recipes, and you might be able to relate, maybe not to that extreme of stirring 50 times, which I don't, I don't do that anymore, right? Okay, good. I've grown a little bit, but. Truth be told, I wasn't confident at my brownie baking abilities and I was a beginner and I wanted the finished product to taste good. And so I'm thinking about the person like that uh, made the brownie mix for me. They probably want uh, me to buy more of their brownie mix and so they want me to be successful in my baking, right? And so my my thought process is therefore, they want to take away all of the guesswork in my quest to be successful at baking brownies And they, for whatever reason, believed that they needed to put on the bag that 50 stirs is the right amount of stirs (laughs) to mix everything together. And so I'm like, hey, let's follow the experts, and I don't know what I'm doing, so I'll just follow the recipe. And it it ended up working out okay, right? Yeah. But... Um, I've not gotten to the pinch of this or dash of that or a little bit of this, but I have gotten a lot better. I've gotten more confident as I've baked more over the past 12 years. Once you've been doing it for years, you can do a pinch of this and a dash of that, a little bit of this, right? Um, but that, that takes a little bit of experience and expertise, right? So recipes allow you to follow a standard and to use a guideline to take out the guesswork and figure out what you actually like. And then once you've been doing it over time, you kind of tweak it and you add some stuff. You might add some raspberry to your brownie mix or something like that over time once you've figured out the baseline or the, the, the kind of standard, right? So if you want to follow a recipe to cook something or bake something that you're not an expert in making, why wouldn't you do the same thing with your coffee? Why wouldn't you treat coffee as a recipe as well? So, point, oh, thank you, <laughs> thank you. A recipe is just as important for learning how to make brownies as it is for learning how to make coffee, especially as you're in the learning mode. It's precise, it's repeatable, it takes the guesswork out. So let me talk about something that we're probably all familiar with for a moment, and that's the scoop method of making coffee, right? So this, is, raise your hand if you measure your coffee grounds by the number of scoops you put in, or if that's <laughs> something you've done in the past. I know that's really common. Uh, That is the way that most people start, including myself. But what's the downside of the scoop method? Well, you have a tablespoon. Are you using a soup spoon? Are you scooping whole beans? Are you scooping a ladle? Yeah. Are you scooping uh, ground, coffee grounds or whole beans? Do you have the random scoop thingy that came with your coffee maker that you're using for other stuff? The problem, one of the downsides is there's no real standard measure for the scoop. And the other piece is a scoop measures volume, but every coffee bean has a different density and therefore a different weight. So hang, hang with me here. So not all scoops of coffee are created equal. One scoop of one coffee bean actually weighs different than the same scoop of a different kind of coffee bean, if you're mm-hmm. tracking with me. So what is the solution to a precise, repeatable, kind of standard recipe for coffee? Well, that leads you to weighing your coffee. Getting everything to a weight instead of a volume measure. All right, so here, stay with me again. You're doing good so far. Are you still with me, babe? I'm right here. Babe, babe. <laughs> All right. That always reminds me of The Office when Jim and Pam call each other babe because they yep. think it's funny. All right, so stay with me here. This is It's time for some math. If you remember nothing else from this episode, remember this. 16 to 1. 16 to 1.
1: 16 to 1.
0: You nailed it. All right, so a standard recipe for coffee is 16 grams of water to one gram of coffee. That's the ratio, all right? That ratio comes from the Specialty Coffee Association, and it's used as a baseline probably by all of your local neighborhood coffee shops. Um, It comes from an association of professionals of coffee people all around the world that are trying to unify and raise standards of coffee around the world. I'll put a link to the SEA because I think they've got just a lot of really interesting stuff. And you can kind of nerd out there on their website too. So 16 grams of water, one gram of coffee, and this goes <laughs> excuse me, this goes for whole bean and ground coffee. So in order to get to this ratio of 16 to 1, 16 to 1, you have to convert every single measure that you have into grams. So convert ounces into grams convert cups into grams if you brew 20 ounces of coffee every day if that's like what the amount of liquid that you drink convert 20 ounces of liquid into grams if you brew a 12 pot cup of coffee or 12 cup sorry 12 cup pot of coffee on saturday mornings convert 12 cups of liquid into grams convert everything into grams and then you take that liquid gram number and divide it by 16 Remember that ratio, 16 to 1? Divide your liquid gram number by 16, and that is how much coffee grounds you should put in for that coffee. How's that sound? Good. (laughs) Think you can do that? Well, you do that every day. Yeah. When I'm not here.
1: I think I do it because I've done it for a while, and I don't know that that's what I'm doing sometimes, but it's not as hard as it sounds.
0: Yeah. it, It does sound really complicated. I totally agree. And that's probably like a barrier to entry to a lot of people weighing and measuring their coffee. Um, but once you get it and once you try it and see the benefit of it, I guarantee that you guys will understand kind of why you take that little extra effort because it really just makes everything more consistent and uh, repeatable. So one thing that I've found that hopefully will be helpful to you, I know it is for me, there's a, there's a free app in the App Store that you can look for. It's called Cupify, C U P. I F Y. And I'll put a link to this in the show notes as well. It's a free converter app and it's, it's really easy. <coughs> it's visual. Um, it helps you convert from grams to ounces to cups and you know, any, any combination of those, um, check that out. That's been really helpful for me to get from grams or from ounces to grams. And let me know if you have any other things that you use that make conversion a little bit easier. Cause there is some math involved in this. Now, one thing that I've learned is following this ratio of 16 to 1 is actually using a little more coffee than I used to use with my scoop method. So I would say start at 16 to 1 and then play with it according to your taste buds. If it's too strong or if it's not strong enough, just add a little bit more, go to 15 to 1. Or take a little bit away, go to 16 or 17 to 1. Um, So just try it, figure it out, and figure out what your own ratio is. And then a couple quick tips. So make it easier on yourself. Write down on a piece of paper your ratio whenever you figure it out and find out what your actual magic number is. So if you're a 20-ouncer, 20 ounces of liquid, write down what 20 ounces in grams is on a piece of paper and what your divided by 16 uh, is on, grams on a piece of paper as well. And just keep that near your coffee pot or near your grinder or in an easy place for easy reference.
1: We did this at the beginning when you taught me how to do a pour-over and it was really helpful cuz i had to refer to it for a while before it became routine.
0: Yeah. So i'd say once you do the hard work, just write it down and then you don't have to think about it. And then on here's another tip, on sunday nights or whenever before you start your weekly routine, if you have the same coffee drinking routine every morning during the week, i would just advise you measure out the right ratio of beans for each day all at once on sunday night. So you measure out monday through saturday's ratios in individual Ziploc bags and then put them back in a big container uh, as well because then, then you don't have to think about it in the morning. You already have the right number of beans or the, the right amount of beans ready for your coffee each morning. The Kate...
1: less thinking in the morning, the better.
0: Agreed. <laughs> totally. All right, Katie, any other tips that you have for making it simple?
1: Pretty much the same as measuring it out before as we set out all of the items the night before. The scale. The mason jar, the Chemex, the tea kettle's ready to go, and it just takes all of that fumbling and gathering out, and it's already set up and ready to go.
0: Boom. Katie, you nailed it. This was her first podcast. thanks, babe. First time on a microphone? Yeah. Nice work. (laughs) we will have you back. (laughs) All right, so call to action for today. Start figuring out your coffee recipe for whatever way you're brewing hot coffee. And again, this applies to any method of brewing hot coffee, whether you're a Chemex pour-over person or a Mr. Coffee or even a Keurig person. Uh, figure out your own recipe. Start with 16 to 1 and then dial it in from there. This will require, so this is the, your call to action, this would require getting, if you don't have it already, getting a gram-accurate scale if you don't already have one for in your kitchen. And I put a link to one that's less than $10 on Amazon. And as long as the scale goes to the nearest one gram, like the whole number, you're totally fine with this. So try it out. See what you think. I'd love to hear your thoughts on Instagram at at craftyourowncoffee uh, or just replying uh, through voice messages, assuming I can get those figured out with Anchor. Continue to send in your thoughts, questions, and ideas and other thoughts that you might have for our Q&A episode for next week. And I am so excited to have our guest from Bellwood Coffee, who's going to be joining us next week on the show thanks for all the questions you have so far keep them coming thanks for your listening and enjoy your coffee this week yeah you gonna enjoy your coffee this week oh yeah i know i will too peace